This is Dr. Jonathan Shaw. I want to thank you for tuning in to Crown Ministries Podcast today. We hope that this message transforms you and encourages you to pursue God's presence in a greater way. Enjoy the message. Come on, somebody give Jesus a hand clap in this praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's celebrate the name of the Lord Jesus. Do I have any blood bought? Anybody still believe in the name of Jesus? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this opportunity to serve you, to preach your word, Father God. I pray at this moment, Lord God, that you open the heart and ears of every believer that is in this house, that they get exactly what they came to the house of God for today. Lord, speak through me, Lord Father God, and let no impurity come through this mouth. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Let's celebrate our leader, Bishop Designate Jonathan Shaw, in his absence, and our wonderful pastor, Sabrina Shaw. Hallelujah. To all the leaders of Crown Ministries, and of course, to all the partners of Crown Ministries, God bless you. Help me celebrate my beautiful queen, my wife, Mrs. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. We'll read from verses 1 through 5. Down just a little bit. Romans chapter 5. When you have it, say, I have it. If you're still looking, say, hold on. Jesus. It's on the monitors. I won't come for the short yellow bus today. I won't. I won't. Romans chapter 5, and it reads, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we also have access by faith into this grace, somebody shout grace, Grace. wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. Uh, let me illuminate verse uh, two in your hearing. By whom we also have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. You may have your seats. I want to preach this uh, morning, we're not afternoon yet, this morning using as a subject, I can't mess this up. I can't mess this up. Somebody say, no matter how hard I try, I can't mess this up. Success, ladies and gentlemen, in any arena requires that you follow certain steps. Those steps are created and governed by experts within that industry or that arena. There are steps for any industry that you uh, aspire to go into. Let's say, for example, for a doctor, you want to study medicine. The steps are simply 
you go to secondary school, you go to uh, get your bachelor's degree, and then you go to what? Med school, right? And then you do your residency and things of that nature, and then ultimately uh, you become certified or qualified to practice medicine. If you want to practice law, the same applies. You go and get your bachelor's, then you go to law school, and then you do internships, and so on and so forth. For an entrepreneur, it's the same uh, steps, the same things. You go on, get your bachelor's, and then you go to business school, and so on and so forth. If you want to be an athlete, uh, you study, not only study, uh, but you train, you practice, you work, uh, you play collegiately, then you ultimately play professionally. The steps are laid out. If you want to be a filmmaker, the same thing applies in any industry or any arena that you aspire to go to. Whatever your aspirations are, there are steps that are laid out for you to follow in order for you to see it through. It is by those steps that you're qualified. Somebody say qualified that you're qualified for the position. But there's a few of us whose steps weren't so clean. Some of us in our journey to where we aspire, uh, uh, our steps weren't as smooth, our path weren't as clean as others before us. We've had some detours along the way, we've had some uh, injuries along the way, we've had some hiccups along the way, we've had some struggles along the way, and it's not because you don't belong in your gifted arena. But it's because God always makes a distinction uh, between those that are chosen. Many are called to an arena, but few are chosen to represent his glory. The called, watch this, follow steps that are laid out. But the chosen follow steps which were ordered. Because the Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his ways. So what he's simply saying is regardless of what you aspire to do, where you're trying to go, what it is you're trying to attain, uh, there are steps that are laid out that makes it clear how you can get there. But for the chosen, but for the few believers uh, that said yes to Jesus, your course isn't as straight. It's not as, uh, it's, it's not as clear. You, The steps can be right there. This is what you do. A, B, C, and go through Z. But it seems like the moment you said yes to Jesus some of us went from A to F F to G come on here you skip it's like and then you got to go back to B and then back and it seems like it doesn't make any sense why when I'm a believer you would think the course would be much easier you would think the steps would be a lot smoother you would think your course would actually be accelerated but I know I don't know about you but in my walk with God everything I've ever aspired to do have had some detours while my contemporaries it seems like they just go from one step to another step and ultimately graduate to where they go trying to go I was praying one day and I said God I'm really really getting annoyed because it seems like people who don't love you get to places that I'm trying to go before me and I'm the one that serve you I don't understand how I have a relationship with you and uh because they have relationships with people and they have certain uh connections they can actually get I don't know what to do now should I keep my relationship with you or build relationship with people 
That was my true and honest prayer. And he straight up told me and reminded me, your steps are ordered. Their steps are laid out. God, I wish I can grab it. Their steps are laid out, but the believer's steps are ordered, which means regardless of what those steps are, regardless of what the rules, the regulations are to get to that level, to make it in that industry, you have an order. The believer, the uh, people, humanity have uh, uh, steps, they have laws, they have ways. Uh, but us who said yes have an order. Uh, he, he said, if I tell you your steps are ordered, uh, you do what I say, not what's laid out. Uh, because if you want to do what's laid out, uh, you'll exert energy that you don't even have. Uh, you re- Because your flesh can only go but so far. Uh, your flesh can only do you but so good. Uh, so regardless of what relationships you have you got to follow the steps that I laid out and the difficult thing about these steps is that they're not always put in front of me (laughs) the difficult part about the steps is that I already stepped into it before I knew that was the next step my steps have so many detours that the only way I can put on paper my trail to blaze or what I've done is that I have to look back on where God brought me from. That's why we sing in church when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done. It's not saying you're thinking about what he just told you. You're not thinking about what was laid out. You're thinking about wait a minute. There was a moment where I was jacked up and I was upset and I was bruised and crying and you mean to tell me that was my steps all along? That's what he ordered for me all this time? That's what I was that was my process you've got to look back you see the world can look forward to their steps but the believer have to look backwards and trace where they came from and then you can comprehend what God has done somebody say my steps were ordered and this is difficult um, for the believers because uh, in anything you do any career any profession you need to be qualified you need to be qualified. You need to be certified. You need to be trained. And and um, what has been, uh, oh God, frustrating for me is that uh, I see so many contemporaries and so many people uh, achieving and thriving and earning their qualifications in certain industries and in certain areas. And I'm like, God, wait a minute. What must one do to achieve this level of qualification if we both study the same thing, if we both go down the same path, yet it seems like they go forward and I go backwards. Let me tell you how important qualification is. Qualification is key for your peers, for the people who are in the same room as you. you. If you do not have the same credentials, you're not respected on the same level. If you do not have the same qualifications, your peers or contemporaries don't look at you the same way. But I have a word for Crown Ministries today. God says your steps were ordered ordered in such a way, not just so that you're qualified, but justified. He says in verse 1, therefore having been justified by faith, what he is saying is when you get to where I'm taking you, those who went through familiar steps will question your credentials. You see, to them, you're not supposed to be there. Anybody experiencing that so far? To them, to your uh, contemporaries and qualities, 
colleagues, you are not supposed to be here. What school did you go to? What licenses did you achieve and attain? They're going to look at you and say you're not qualified to be here. And the truth is, y'all, you're not qualified, but you're justified. You bypassed the qualification because of the bloodstained banner on the cross. God, I wish I was in church. Some of you, what you're experiencing is a little delay, not denial. You need delay in order to yield to the power of the Holy Ghost. What Jesus did on the cross, he said, I will let you bypass certain things that others have to go through. And that's why your struggle, your agony, your pain is on the level that it is. Because while they're studying and reading words, while they're gaining information, you're gaining experience experience. There are many people on a job, on a level, in a profession that have qualifications with no experience. That's why when certain uh, struggles arise and certain frictions come about, they can't stand the test of time because they have the qualification but don't have the justification of experience. Experience can do something that your piece of paper can't do. Your experience can do something uh, that your degree I'm not saying don't go get the qualifications uh, I'm not discrediting the credentials uh, but there's something to be said uh, about experience because it makes you justified to be there somebody say I'm not qualified I'm justified you'll get questions like uh, where did you come from and God told me in prayer he said tell the people of crown some of you are about to become an overnight wonder because there's some dreams that he has given you but you hold yourself back because you don't feel that you're qualified you keep yourself at bay because you don't feel God how in the world am I supposed to lead a group of people and I could barely read and write how in the world am I supposed to speak in front of a group of people and I stutter how can I come on here lead people and I don't even have the qualifications it takes but can I give you an example of a boy named Joseph who was given a dream at a young age that you're going to rule over people this boy had no credentials no qualifications and if we fast forward he was a ruler in all of Egypt nowhere in the Bible does it says he was a citizen of Egypt Nowhere in the Bible huh, did it say he had the training huh, to lead a group of people. Huh. What he had huh, was a dream. Huh. And can I say for five people who are still dreamers, huh, he's going to push you through some things huh, so that you can realize your dreams. Huh. Stop fussing over qualifications. Huh. Stop fussing over credentials. Huh. Stop fussing over what you do, what you don't have. Huh. Because what you do have is this thing called experience, which justifies you being there Joseph didn't have the qualifications but his experience in the prison cell allowed him to rule he was justified by his experience where did you come from? I didn't see you at seminary. Where did you come from? I didn't see you at the school of the arts. Where did you come from? I didn't see you in my public speaking class. Where did you come from? I didn't see you at the fashion institute. Yet you designing clothes like me. Where did you come from? I didn't see you in early childhood education. Yet you got your own daycare. Where did you come? And that's the question 
then you'll be asked when you get there where did you come scream at your neighbor real quick and said God's about to make you an overnight success not because you're qualified but you've been justified where did you come from they only respect qualifications, but God is going to make them honor your justification. People only respect your credentials and your piece of paper, God. But I come to prophetically declare to you, you are about to enter an arena where you can say, I know I don't have what you have. I know I can't post my degrees like you do, but these are not qualifications I present. This is my justification. This is why I'm here. I'm justified to be here huh? because of what I went through. Huh? I'm justified to be here huh? because I've been through the trenches. Huh? I'm justified to be here. Huh? Not because you approved, huh? but because God called me into this position for the steps of a good man are ordered God not the steps of a qualified man not the steps of a credentialed man but the steps of a good man how do you justify what is good in the beginning God created heavens and earth and lastly when he created oh God he created us and looked and said it is good so before you knew me before I filled out an application huh? before you I can get your approval huh? God already justified me as good God already called me something that's good. So it doesn't matter what field you're in. It doesn't matter what arena you're trying to go into. I need you to know you're already good. God, I need you to know that you're already good. There's a level of goodness that cannot be hidden in you. There's a level of goodness that nobody can stop. Watch this even when you mess up. Because the Bible declares surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life somebody say I'm not qualified I'm justified God that thing is in my spirit I'm justified to be here oh God your course was unfamiliar you don't come on here and some of you're not there yet but watch this you're getting here when you get into this arena and you get into these rooms with all of these people they're going to where did you come from and what you do not have to go back and forth with nobody you don't have to prove yourself to anybody because anyone who's been justified has already been proven. If you've been just, you see, qualification, you have to show your credentials to show that you're worthy to be here. But justification, God, it shows in the work. And that's why some people don't last because they're good on paper. God, but they just don't know how to work. You can put any super team together. Can we talk basketball? Many super teams can form, but they look good on paper. From point guard to the center, you can look good on paper, but if you can't put in the work, it's all about the work. Justified people, your work 
speaks for you. That's why you don't. Okay, let me let me move from here. Your course was unfamiliar. Your course. You see, I read uh, newly. Uh, uh, we we know it. Um, Jay Z has become the first hip hop billionaire, right? And he's now a billionaire not because all he do is rhyme and rap, but he went into business. He started doing. He used his gift. Come on, the Bible says your gift makes room for you, and his gift has put him in the room with CEOs and executives and if you remember about 10 years ago he did an interview and they asked him okay Mr. Carter you're not you went from a, 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 a selling dope on the streets selling drugs on the streets and you're now in Marcy Project and you're now in boardrooms you went from the projects to developing projects in boardrooms do you ever feel that you're not qualified God, uh, do you ever feel uh, amongst your peers that are executives that you're not qualified? He said, listen, let me tell you straight like this. Uh, they, uh, um, they read a bunch of words. Uh, I lived a bunch of life. He said they read a bunch of information. They went to this school and that school. But I grew up and graduated from the school of hard knocks. There's a level of experience that I have that my contemporaries don't. So whether they respect me or not, my work shows for itself. Justified. Uh, we have... Peace with God, it says. Uh, the B clause, we have peace with God. Are y'all following so far? We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. If the life of Jesus is the mode for Christians or the model for Christians, then the call overrides the credentials. Let me say it again. If the life of Jesus is the model for Christians, then the call overrides the credentials if you remember when jesus began his ministry he had no credentials to be in the temples he had no credentials to be in the synagogues he didn't have any seminary experience on his resume he didn't go through the traditional steps to priesthood watch this because his steps was already ordered no one in the priesthood can identify and say wait a minute I remember you and I was no 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 none of the priests none of the elders can say that's why they constantly came at him it's like, where did you come from? You've got all of this work. You're doing so much miracles. And you got all of this word. But I've never seen you in any of my classes. I've never seen you a part of the priesthood. You don't even wear the same robes and colors that, uh-oh. I've never seen you with a purple shirt. I've never seen you with a red shirt. I've never even seen you with a collar. Where did you come from? And Jesus never argued with him. All he did was work. Somebody shout work. All he did was work because his steps was ordered. His background didn't match theirs. Y'all remember what they said? Isn't this the son of the car? That's how they knew him. That's what they, they knew him from the street. They knew that's Joseph's boy. That's Mary's baby. That's just the carpenter's son. How in the world are y'all going to tell me that he's opening blind eyes? How are you going to tell me that he's laying hands on the sick and they're recovering? It's not because he's qualified. He's been justified to do the work. 
um, he, he, he didn't go through. And watch this. When your steps are ordered, you can answer your call in peace. It says we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. When your steps are ordered, you can answer your call in peace. That's why some of us, it's difficult to receive prophecies. It's difficult to receive a word. It is difficult to see something in a dream that God has downloaded and actually believe it and try to take steps towards it because it uh, 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 your background doesn't match your foreground. Oh, God, help me. Your background doesn't match what God is displaying or what the word is saying to you. So if you dare step into it, you're going to now get into a place with people who are already in that arena already in that industry and then you find yourself constantly trying to prove your worth trying to prove yourself i, I heard a story one time of of, of this of, of this supervisor who's constantly saying um um people don't respect me uh, because because uh, uh uh because i just got here and and i can do the work i can do what i say and and he had to be told stop talking stop arguing with people somebody hired you to be here so it doesn't matter what your contemporaries are saying. It doesn't matter if they're questioning your validity. Somebody saw what you can do and put you in this place. He has no peace because, oh, watch this, he doesn't believe in what he heard. And some of you, you're having difficult with peace because uh, you're fighting what they're saying uh, instead of just accepting what he said. There's a difference between what the world says, between what your contemporary says, and between what the word of God says. If the word of God over your life is scheduled for that particular place, that particular, particular arena, you need to find a way to have peace and start arguing with people. Somebody say, don't argue. We have peace. Here's where it broke me down. We have peace with God. Peace we've got. This is not the peace of God. See, we know of the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. And I skipped this, and I was reading, and I was, yeah, we have the peace of God. We have the peace of God. But you know how you, you read the Bible, and then you go back to it again, and something else stands out? It says, we have peace with God. This is not the peace of God uh, 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 that we know of, but this peace with God indicates a settlement between my soul and my Savior. This is a settlement between my soul and my Savior. He won the war for my soul. The war started back in Genesis between, with Adam and Eve when they yielded to temptation. The war was not for their body. The war was not so much for their appetite so that they can bite the fruit or eat the fruit. The battle, the strategy was for their soul. So what this is saying is what Jesus came to do on a cross uh, is so relevant till this day. It's so important because uh, our peace, not of God, but our peace with God indicates that God, you have won the battle with my soul. So it doesn't matter any quarrels I may have, uh, any struggles I may have internally or anything that I fight and war with. There's a peace with God uh, that can't be broken. I wish I would grasp it like I there is a certain peace with God. You see, the peace with God has to manifest when I struggle with condemnation. 
That's where it happens. When we begin to condemn ourselves, because I told you earlier, our steps aren't always so clean. But in doing so, we, we uh, condemn ourselves and we put ourselves down. But God told me to tell conviction is not condemnation. Because you've been convicted of something doesn't mean you've been condemned. There is a peace with God which indicates I can't mess up beyond God's control. It doesn't matter how many times I screw it up. It doesn't matter how many poor decisions I make. There's a limit to how many bad decisions I can make. When you have peace with God, your bad decisions can only go but so far. Once you are settled with your Savior, your soul is settled that he And that's where we miss it. He already won. When he died and rose on the cross, he already won. So it doesn't matter how many times I mess up. I've got peace with him because my errors can't go beyond his control. So even my screw-ups have a limit because I'm eternally bound to Christ. The Bible says I'm a bond servant. That's what he was trying to explain. I'm a bond servant of Christ. I'm chained to this. There's nothing I can say or do that can take me away from his peace. There's no, there's no way I can mess up bad enough that can disqualify me from his presence. And that's why you can't come to church all the time, even when you know you sin and try to stay put because you messed up. No, 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 no. Don't let your conviction keep you in your seat. Your conviction brought you to church. So let your conviction ride you to the altar. Let your conviction ride you to your hands up. Let your conviction ride you to your worship. Because you've got peace with God. That is a settlement that just can't be broken. Somebody say peace with God. Through whom, verse 2, we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand the world's access is by credentials if you qualify for a thing you have access for it amen the world's access is by credentials but the believer's access is by faith and that faith i thought it just stood alone it's faith into his grace Worldly success is predicated on faith in what you desire. You can have success simply by having faith or belief in what you desire. But kingdom success is faith into whom we serve. That's why it says uh, your access uh, through, uh, through whom we also have access by faith into his grace which we stand. Our access is by faith into his grace which we stand so it says you can have credentials to enter but you need grace to stand anybody can get qualified and enter into an arena anybody can get the qualifications necessary and get into a room but you need grace to stand into that room that you get the bible says the race is not given to the swift or the strong come on here but he that endures unto the end in everything I do that's why some of you in everything that you do you're the last one standing in everything that you do you're the last man still on board every arena that you're in any group exercise any Anything that you're paired up with, you are the last one standing because you have a level of grace that is on you. Grace can take you where credentials can't keep you. You can get access, but it's only those who have grace that can stand the test of time. 
Amen, somebody. Now, what is grace? We know grace theologically. We recognize it as what? God's unmerited favor. Right? And that's true by definition. That is the true definition of grace. But here's the revelation of grace that he gave me. Grace is a realm. Grace is a kingdom. It's an, enti- it's an embodiment. It's a realm. I, was, I finally got around to watching Game of Thrones after all these years, after it's now over. I finally got around to watching it. And um, watching one episode, the, the prince now becomes the king, and he's set to marry um, the daughters of one of the lords. There's, there's a difference between the lords and the king. The lords have authority over certain areas. You are the lord of this area. You are the lord of this territory, right? But when it comes to the king, what happened was that the young prince who now became king, his set-to-be wife is used to addressing him as my lord, my lord, my lord. So now that he's king, she wanted to address him. She says, my lord. And he turns around and says, no, it's your grace. And reminded her, I'm no longer just over territory. But I control the entire realm. Anything that's addressed as grace governs over the entire realm. You see, grace is God's realm of unmerited favor. It's not like a gift that you can exchange or a reward that you can purchase. One theologian said it like this. We forget grace at the altar. So if grace is a realm, is an embodiment, is a kingdom, how come when we screw up, we become stagnated and stuck in where we messed up? Grace is not something that's just given uh, and that you can buy it no 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 no. when you got saved you entered a realm of grace i wish y'all can grab this when you uh, get saved uh, you entered a realm of unmerited favor uh, you can't just uh purchase it and buy it you can't just exchange it for an error I remember one time I was, this was a couple of weeks ago, uh, recently what I do now on the side, I emcee like bar mitzvahs and weddings and fashion shows. I be with the Jews. That's where the money is. I, come on here. I, 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 I do, they, just get these young people hyped, get them excited. Come on here. And that's what I do on the side. And one time, watch this, I had another engagement. I double booked by accident. I had somewhere, I had to be somewhere in Queens for a memorial, but then had to be up in Westchester within the same time. So I asked them please just let me come an hour later and I was given cool come an hour later I'm supposed to be there seven you can come by eight and uh, I stayed where I was at longer because they started late so I'm like okay cool they gave me the green light I'm good they know what I can do they know they they need me there you, you see how you can borderline get arrogant they need me there I'll be there right so on my way there it's almost nine o'clock and I text him I say hey I'm 10 minutes away he said don't come he said, don't bother. We said 8 o'clock, it's almost 9. And I'm like, something's happened along the way. But I explained to him what happened, yada, yada, this, that, and the third. So I finally got there, and I killed it. Did my thing. Had the kids riled up. Yada, they had a good time. So my manager, the guy who books me for it, he calls me Monday like, yo, what happened? What you do? You messing up the business? Blah. I said, I'm sorry. Blah, 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 blah. This, that, that. I'm thinking it's over. They're not going to book me on no more gigs. It's a wrap. This hustle's about, mind you, on this, I make more money doing this on the weekends than I do in my regular job. No, no, no. I mean like two and three times more. All right? 
So I'm panicking. I'm nervous. I'm like, God, I messed up. This was me. I should have left when I should have left. I'm so sorry. This was my fault. Papa, I mean, I tore myself up. You got a family. You got people depending on you. And you're going to mess up your money for something you could have left alone and got to where you needed to be. And I was stuck for about an hour. And then he told me, he said, I'll call you back. And God told me, he said, don't forget you live in grace. And I'm sitting in the car, and I didn't even know how to receive it. I didn't know how to, come, uh, uh, how, how to just accept it. You know when you're in your feelings and you're like panicking, you can't really process information. But I heard him so clearly. He said, don't forget, you live in grace. He called me back. He said, man, it's all good. He said, uh, uh, you know, you came in late, but you tore the place up. Like it was good. And because of that, you got three more shows that your book. Let me tell you something about this grace. It's not something you can pay for. There's no exchange for it. Because all the praying I wanted to do in that car wasn't going to buy me grace. I live in grace. God help me. This is a realm that I dwell in. So I can only mess up but so far. And even when I do mess up, I live in the realm of unmerited favor. So my screw up led to three more jobs when I thought it was over. You see this thing about grace? It's a realm that you live. He had to remind, and what he showed me uh, was that image of that throne. Uh, He said, son, remember who sits on the throne. Uh, Whoever sits on the throne has the grace. So this past week, I did three uh, events at MetLife Stadium. Project graduation. Three. Wednesday, Thursday. That's why I'm so hoarse. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at MetLife Stadium when it should have been over. I think y'all missed it. It should have been over. I messed up. I'm God help me. This thing called grace. I messed up. And what he showed me in the car was, uh, yes, you messed up, uh, but you confessed. Oh, God, uh, you not only confessed to it, uh, but you checked yourself. Uh, I told myself in the car, I don't care what happens next time. Uh, I don't care who calls me. Uh, I don't care what. No, I'm going to be where I need to be when I need to be there. And he straight told me, "You, that's it. You got it. Oh, y'all thought it was deeper than that? No, he's straight to, you got it. Grace is when you can do something wrong and check yourself. Nobody needs to scold you. Nobody needs to discipline. You can hold yourself accountable so you don't repeat the mistakes again. And God told me that's simply what grace is. You live in a realm of unmerited faith. God's grace is so good, you can mess up and get rewarded. You can screw something up and get what well, I had no business. That you, this company has several MCs they can use, yet chose me to do it. They've got a but watch this. What they're more experienced, they're more qualified. They've been doing this thing for years. I just started in October and they gave me a job that they could have given them. But grace, this realm of unmerited favor, put me somewhere I had no business being. After I messed up, I wasn't qualified, justified. 
the enemy wants you to remember what you did wrong in your life to keep you paralyzed from the grace you receive. You can forget grace so easy when you mess up. Grace goes out the window. The theologian said it just like this. How come so many Christians leave grace at the altar of salvation? When we get saved, right, we accept Christ into our life. We enter into his grace, right? After that, we don't take the grace with us. We start condemning ourselves. (laughs) We start degrading ourselves. Why did you do that? You're so stupid. If I told you what I told myself in that car, if I... I mean, I told myself everything. I put myself so low, and all he did was remind me was, remember whose grace you live under. You live in grace. You can't buy grace. You can't purchase grace. There's no exchange. God, if I do this, can I? No, no, no. There's nothing you can do to receive grace. You live in grace. It is a realm. It is an entire kingdom. I'm almost through. Uh, 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 Verse 2, clause B. He says, and rejoice. Somebody shout rejoice. In the hope of the glory of God. The reason why I'm unbothered by gossip, by drama, by naysayers, by people who don't believe. The reason I'm unbothered, watch this, by those who are qualified, by those who have more experience, is because my agenda has been trained. Everyone has an agenda. Everyone is trying, there's an inner uh, agenda. There's, there's something, every, an inner ambition everyone is trying to attain or achieve on any level. But my agenda has been trained for his glory. We can be in the same field, in the same arena, going after the same thing. But our agendas could be different. Your agenda is simply for worldly success. My agenda is to not only be successful, but there are souls in that arena that God has entrusted me with. You need to remember that in anything you're doing, God has entrusted you with souls in that specific field. That's why it says rejoice in the hope of glory. I'm not just hoping that I just get paid with this. I'm not just hoping that I move forward and I get promoted and and those things should happen. But there's a hope I have in his glory. There's a body of people in here that need my ministry. There's a body of people in here that simply just need need to hear God's going to do it. You ever gave somebody such a simple word? We think it's the deep prophet. No, 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 no. Something as simple as you're going to be all right can bless somebody's socks off. But your agenda has to be trained for the hope in his glory. You don't put up with all the stuff you put up with because you like it. Now we're in the process. You put up with these things for this glory. God, if this process is what you assigned, get the glory. Somebody shout, get the glory. So I rejoice, not in anticipation of approval. That's where some of us mess mess up. Still looking for approval from people. Not in anticipation of approval, uh, but for his glory. Paul says, I rejoice in this hope of glory because my agenda has been so trained. I've been through so many experiences with God. I've seen him. He's seen me through so much. My my hope simply is in his glory. Somebody shout "His his glory. When your agenda is in God's glory, 
you start to now display his grace. God is gracious, isn't he? And we've experienced his grace. Isn't it marvelous? Haven't you seen some people? Have you been to some events and somebody walks in and, there's like, and they're like, wow, they got such a grace on them, right? They walk in with such a grace, such a glow. That is an inner, when you have an inner peace, when you have an agenda that is uh, subject to God's glory, when your agenda is subject to God's glory, not fame, not the spotlight, not trying to get it. No, no, no. When your agenda is subject to God's glory, you would always reflect his grace. Stand to your feet. This thing called grace, and not even get to the other to the other verses because grace stuck with me so much. There was so much, Pastor Sabrina, in this these five verses, I couldn't get past verse two. That grace of God, which I left at the altar of salvation, I forget that I live with God. He's not an ATM when I just go to when I need a withdrawal. I live with him for he walks with me and he talks with me. This message was so simple for me, but yet so powerful because I had to experience something. I've messed up in the past plenty of times. I've messed up on jobs. I've messed up on things, but it only affected me. What bothered me on this one was the fact that I put my family in jeopardy and I was broken to the point of no return. But he pressed his grace on me so heavy and reminded me, son, you live in this thing. Just don't do it again. And it was just that simple. Stop paralyzing yourself because of where you went wrong. Stop crippling yourself because of what you don't have or what other. And again, I'm not discrediting credentials and qualified. No, no, no. Go get them. But take the grace of God with you. Because it's in taking that grace of God that your agenda is not so fixated on you. It's not so fixated on how far you can go. But who can be blessed by my presence? Who can receive by me just being here? So I just want to say a quick prayer and we're going to go home. It's to, yeah, look at the time. Look at the time. Look. Grace. Say this quick prayer and we go home, but just take this thing with you. I want you to say this thing with me. Say, God, I live in your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, I would love for you to do two things. One, Subscribe to our show so you can receive notification of our most recent messages. Also, if this message has impacted you, you can click the link in the description and you can give now. We'll connect with you next time on Crown Ministries Podcast.